Okay, good morning, everybody. Sign. Welcome to day two of Masechus Ma'ikatan. Uh, we're discussing right now the lachas of Cholamoid. Uh, we mentioned the idea that the default is that there's an iser malacha on everything during Cholamoid, unless there's a heter to allow it. Our Mishnah lists for us um, two of the heterim that are available, and those are really the two halves of our Mishnah. The first half of the Mishnah discusses the lachas of a davar avid that one is going to experience a financial loss. And there's leniency to allow them to do malacha during Chalamoid. And the second half of the mission discusses the idea of Tzorchei Rabbim, that when there's a communal need, there's leniency to do um, um, malacha during Chalamoid. And we actually came out with the halacha lamaisa difference, at least at the stage of the, the uh, Mishnah and the Gemara right now, is that when it comes to doing malacha and Chalamoid for a davar avid, you can only do it if it's not a tircha yisera, if it's not some sort of extenuating, uh, sorry, exerting um, extreme amount of effort to be able to do it. If it's a tircha yisera, you have to do a lot of effort. Then even if it's going to be a davar avid, you cannot do it. And we can discuss later if you have a non-Jew do it, etc. But you can't do it yourself. When it comes to tzorchei rabim, even if it's going to be a tircha yisera, it's acceptable to do it. Yeah? Is there a difference between a loss versus a profit? Uh, there is a difference, yes. Yes, there's a difference. Uh, his question was the difference between actually experiencing a loss and not gaining a profit, which um, there is a difference in halacha, and uh, it really predominantly is only if you're going to be a financial loss, not if you're not going to gain a profit, which is an area where people have blurred the lines because it, it's actually one of the halachas related to shaving during sphere as well, is that the people who want to shave during sphere for work, uh, there's a huge difference between actually losing money and not getting more money. Which again, we're not getting into those halakas right now, but that I am definitely specifically saying you're going to lose money, where it's going to be, like, let's say the first example here, where it's going to be damaging to the field. It's not just that it won't grow more fruit or whatever it is, but it's actually going to be physically damaging to the field. They consider it to be damaged to the field. That's a, that's a loss, not just a lack of gain you know, in the future. Okay, so let's read this inside. Mashkin and So Beisashlachim, again, is a field that needs you to irrigate it. It's not sufficient to be able to be watered on its own. You're allowed to be mashke. You're allowed to water a Beisashlachim emoid and Chalamoid, Uveshvis, and you can do it on Shvita year as well. Beimi Mayan whether it is a wellspring that is brand new. Beimi Mayan whether it's a wellspring that's not brand new, which means it's just older. Um, the Chiddush of the first one is that if it's brand new, um, there's more concern, it's going to cave in, it's not going to be as strong, you might have to come to fix it, but the Allah is, nevertheless, you are able to use it. And since we're going to get there today, I was hoping someone was going to ask this yesterday, but I'll ask it for you because it's the very first question of the Gemara, is that once you tell me you're allowed to use a wellspring that's brand new, why do you have to bother telling me you're allowed to use an old one? Right? If the Chiddush is only the one that's new, then usually Mishnahis only tell us things we wouldn't have known otherwise. So the very first question in the Lord is going to be, and even if you do say both, it usually builds up and saying, not only are you able to use an old one, but you can even use a new one, but our Mishnah doesn't even do that. Our Mishnah starts off first with the new one saying, you're allowed to use a new one, then what, not only that, but you could even use an old one? Well, the old one is less of a Chiddush. So what is our Mishnah doing? That'll be the very first question in the Gemara. But... Um, Again, that is what it's saying. You're allowed to use both a new one and you're allowed to use a non-new one, which we would simply say in English is an old one. But you're not allowed to water your field from a pool of rainwater. You cannot water your field from a well. And a third example of a terchi yaseira, of exerting a lot of effort, is making ugiyas legefanim, which you mentioned was a common way by a vineyard to make uh, uh, rings of dirt around the base of the vineyard that would be a uh, way to collect the water on the bottom. Building those ugios was considered to be a terchi yaseira, and therefore you cannot do those on chalamoid. So again, the default is you could do it in a way that's not a lot of exertion, but once you have to do these three things and other similar examples, it would be a problem to water your fields, even if it's a base of shlachen on chalamoid. You're not allowed to build an ama 
An Cholamoid, and Amma was this waterway that you build through your field to carry water from one area to another area. We said it's called an Amma because it in fact is one Amma wide and one Amma deep. Some sort of gutter system to, <coughs> to carry the water. And since that is a Terchi Yaseira, you're not allowed to build that on Cholamoid. Uvashvis, you cannot build it on Shemitah either. That is the opinion of Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. The Chacham argue, the Chacham Amma you are allowed to build a new Amma during a Shemitah year, which means the Chacham hold, you're allowed to put out a Terchi Yaseira, you're allowed to do more effort on behalf of a Shemitah than you can on Cholamoid. And he adds, um, and you can also fix one that is broken on Cholamoid. So, Lav Dafkas will also be arguing this. He just didn't speak it out clearly if you're allowed to fix a broken one. But the Chabim are speaking out explicitly that if you have one that's broken, that's been clogged up, and you need to dig it out again, uh, take out the debris, take out the dirt, you're allowed to do that on Cholamoid. Okay, so that is the first half of the Mishnah, and now we're going to talk about the idea of Tzorchei Rabbim. So the only means by which one may water their is from a ma'ayan. It seems to be a ma'ayan, unless you have, or, or unless you can prepare before yantiv the ama. You know, the, again, if you have that system set up from beforehand, then that's great. If you don't have it set up ahead of time, and right now you realize my field's a big trouble, if you have a ma'ayan, good. If you don't have a ma'ayan, then you're you're in trouble. So again, it definitely takes foresight for those who own fields to think about exactly how I'm going to make sure my field's going to be taken care of before yantiv. Because if I don't take it before yantiv, the options are actually limited what you could do. Um, <coughs> you know, nowadays with sprinkler systems, it's a little easier, but back then, you know, those only options. Okay. <coughs> yeah. I'm having difficulty visualizing my case. So I've got a field which needs irrigation. So now I have a spring on the field, and so what, what are you actually doing? So the, the way some of the say is that you're not actually building trenches, like digging out holes. You might stamp into the ground a little groove to let the water get from one area to another area. It might spread out on its own, and you're allowed to let that, you know, you're allowed to, you know, make that happen, uh-huh. but you're not doing any major construction work. That's the key over here, is that you have to assume that whatever you're going to do is uh, relatively minimal compared to a real construction job. Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> all, this, all this is just what, when the Yid is doing it? In other words, if the Yid hires a Goy to do this? Is it- so, so we're not getting to that now, but in general, just like on Hechel Shabbos, this is a concept called the Mir Akum. And whatever you can't do, you, ask, you can't ask an Ajudah to do. Chalmoid has the Chazamir Lakum. So again, we're going to be more makel, because we already see that Chalmoid is not the same thing as Yantiv itself. So there are some areas where we'll say, like, don't do it yourself, have someone else do it, which is definitely something that is going to come up. But right now, let's just, uh, we're talking about Yidin right now. We're talking about Yidin right now. Okay. Umesakin is Kilkulia Maim, Shabbat you're allowed to fix the kilkule mine, which is out of the cisterns of water that you have in Rabim. If those are breaking in any way, you're allowed to do a repair job. Vichot, you know, some certain you, you, if there's debris and other things inside of them that may take extensive work, you're allowed to clear them out in order to ensure that there's water. I was about to say fresh water. I wouldn't really call it fresh water, but some sort of water for the sake of the community. You're also able to fix the streets and the alleys. Es mikvoyis hamayim, the mikvoyis. The oisin kol tzorchei rabim, you're allowed to do all matters that are needed for the tzibor. Umitzainin es hakvaris, you're also allowed to mark the graves. They used to put uh, some sort of limestone or other marker on top of the graves, both for the kohanim and for those who are doing lila regal, to know to avoid those areas. The yoytzin afal haklaim, and a final lach, which I mentioned is not really directly relevant, but it just happens to be to happen in Cholmo, is it would send out the messengers to be the police to make sure that there's no climb growing in the field. And if there was climb growing in the field, to uh, do the punitive uh, you know, punishments that have to happen for those who grow in the field. And we're going to discuss it later. It's actually very, very interesting to see how they dealt with the claim because uh, I just, I'll, I'll foreshadow a little bit. They used to rip it out and say, no, you can't have this. 
and the farmers had such chutzpah, they used to say, great, you did free harvesting for us. So they used to like take new levels of how to deal with it because um, you know people were doing the wrong thing. They wanted to make sure they got no benefit at all from their efforts, and that's something we're going to discuss a little bit later on. So that's 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 part of what you know we're going to have to see is that generally you can't get kolayim, but here we could be talking about also where it was planted in a way where it didn't necessarily reach the point where they intermingled. So then it's not necessarily Azerbaijan, but they still wanted to stop things short and start ripping things out of the field. So uh, that's something we're going to discuss later on. Yes, the cash organizations, even had problems in those days. And, uh, you know, our cash organizations don't go into people's personal homes ensuring they're keeping kosher. So back then they would actually go out to the fields. I guess maybe that was more of a communal issue as well because those farmers that own fields, they probably were going to be selling their goods at the local markets. So maybe they felt like a, a chryas to, to go out to the fields and ensure there's no climb happening. But here they're being proactive and going out into the fields to make sure that everything is, you know, kosher and yosher. You know, I don't have to be, I don't have to be so cynical because it could be also people just amaratsim. You know, you probably have plenty of farmers who just didn't really know the halakas that well, and they're going to just supervise and make sure that it's being done properly. Okay. Zok the Heidegger Gemar. Hashta, now, yesh leimer mimayansh Now that we said that you're even able to water your base hashlachen from a mayansh yatsabitchila, it's a brand new mayan, the asi lin pule, and the reason why that's a chiddish is that it's going to come, asi to come, lin pule, like nafal, to fall down, the fact that you're able to water it from a mayon that is not new, they were not concerned it's going to fall in. You need to tell me that? Again, that was the question I mentioned to you when we read the Mishnah today, is that we said you're allowed to water a Beis HaShlachin, both from a new mayon and from an old mayon. And the only one that's really a chiddush is the new mayan. The old mayan is not. Once you tell me you're allowed to water it, then you certainly can use an old mayan if you're able to use a new mayan. Because the whole concern about the new mayan is it's going to fall and you're going to fix it. You don't have that concern by an old one. So why do you have to bother telling me this again? So let's read inside. The new one is one that's more likely to fall, and that's the bigger chiddush. Yeah, it's just you know it has not been secure. Well, it hasn't been secured. Like it takes a certain amount of like. Um, it's almost like we have like some things need to cure, you know, so to speak, like these like the cemented in place, you know, an older one usually is the one that's kind of like been more locked in, it's been packed in, it's, it's more secure as opposed to the newer ones that still have debris and other things that are falling in. That's the way it's described. So again, I hear you saying when it comes to a house, newer houses are stronger than older houses, but it seems to be, again, I'm not a farmer, that the newer ones were less secure, were not yet packed in and strong compared to the, uh, compared to the, uh, the older ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I don't know the time frame, like how new is considered to be new, but yeah, something that's relatively new in a frame before Yantiv. It could be someone who's saying, like, wow, Cholomo is coming. I need to get something going over here for the sake of my field. So he dug himself a new Mayan, but, you know, it's not super secure. We're being told that he's able to do such a thing. So again, granted, if it does break, you're not going to be able to fix it. The question is, do they make a takana that you can't do it in the first place? You can't use it in the first place out of a concern that you will come to fix it. And they're, not, and they're saying it's okay. So that's the question on the table. Why do you have to tell me the old one if we know about the new one? So hashta yesh leimar, again, just reading the Gemara again. Hashta yesh leimar mi mayan betchila. Now we already said that you're able to use a mayan shiyasa betchila to asil in fuli because the concern is it will come to fall in. And nonetheless, you're able to use it. To be able to water from a mayon that is not new, that's not going to fall in. You need to tell me that? So the Gemara answers, Amri Itzterich, we need it. Because if I would have only said the case of the mayon, the brand new mayon, I might have thought to say, the base in, 
So here's the opposite of a base hashlochin is a base habal. The Gemara is actually going to discuss in just a few lines from now, which we'll see if we get there today or not, is why do we call a field that needs irrigation a base hashlochin, and why do we call the field that is naturally and self-irrigated a base habal? Those are good phrases to know for the next several blots, is that a base hashlochin is a field that you need to water, base habal is a field that you do not need to water. So you're saying, if I would have only mentioned the halacha of the brand new wellspring, I would have thought the following, havamina, hacha, hacha's last word line, who the base hashlachin in base habalo? That here, that's when you could water the base hashlachin, but you would not be able to water the base habal. That's by a new wellspring. Mishum de aslin fule because there is this concern; it's going to cave in. Aval mayan but a old mayan one that's not new. The low aslin fule, they're not concerned; it's going to cave in. Ema afilu base habal nami. I might think to say that not only are you able to water Beis HaShlachin, which needs you to water it, I might have had a habit to say that even a Beis HaBal, which is self-irrigated, um, uh, where rainfall is enough to supply with everything that it needs, Rashi points out, and I think I mentioned it yesterday as well, if you live in, if it's a field in a valley, very often fields and valleys don't need to have a watering system to make sure they're watered. All the rainwater from the mountains roll down right into the valley, and therefore there's usually enough. But I might have thought to say, well, okay, fine. When it comes to Beis HaBal, I can't use a new wellspring, but I can use an old wellspring. And therefore, our Mishnah, and I'll read this inside, wanted to list off both types of wellsprings, saying that you may, um, you may use both types of wellsprings when it comes to a base hashlachin, and therefore we can extrapolate, and you cannot use either type of wellspring when it comes to a base habal. Does that make sense? I'll say it again. Yes? No, but we specifically said in the Mishnah that base hashlachin you can do, and it doesn't say anything Right, but if the Mishnah would have said, you may water a Beis HaShlachin with a new wellspring, I have enough wiggle room potentially to say, well, why don't you talk about the old one? So it must be that, you know, old might have different halachas altogether, and therefore I would be able to water a Beis HaBal with an old one. Again, that's what you might have been able to say. So again, we're going to read it all inside again in a second, but bottom line is, keep in mind there's two types of fields. Beis HaShlachin is the type of field that you need to water, Beis HaBal is the type of field you don't need to water. Our Mishas gave us a kula that you're allowed to water a Beis HaShlachin on Cholomoid, and it mentions you can use both a new wellspring and you're allowed to use an old wellspring as well. The question that you want to is why you have to bother telling me about the old wellspring. There's no chiddush there. So just tell you about the new one, and I'll automatically know on my own the old one. And the Gemara is basically answering back, yeah, you're right. If it would only say the new one, I would know on my own an old one you're allowed to use. That's only by the Beis HaShlachin. That's only by the field that I need to water. But I might have mistakenly extrapolated from there if it would have only mentioned the new one and said, oh, you can't use a new one when it comes to, uh, you, you, sorry, you are allowed to use a new one when it comes to Beis HaShlachin. But I might think by Beis HaBal, you could even, uh, you, you, again, let me say exactly, but when it comes to the Beis HaBal, the only one that you cannot use is the new one, but you are allowed to use an old one. So we want to conclude that you're only allowed to water Beis HaShlachins, and you cannot water Beis HaBal at all. And therefore, when we're talking about the Beis HaShlachin, we list off both types of wellsprings, telling us that you are allowed to use both of those by the Beis HaShlachin, to then make it that when you extrapolate to the Beis HaBal, you can't use either one of those. And just say the old, you wouldn't know the new. Right? That's a much better finish. Correct. Yeah, let's read it all inside. Okay, let's read it all inside. So it says the Gemara as follows. Amri itstricha. E, E is the last word on the line. E tana, if the tana would have only listed. Mayan shiyatsa a brand new wellspring. Hava amina hachahu, the beis ha in, beis Here, 
when it comes to the Beis HaShlachen, right? The Beis HaShlachen in Beis HaBa'ala, that if it is a new one, the Beis HaShlachen in Beis HaBa'ala, Mishum to Asad and Pule, because the concern is it's going to cave in. So I might have thought by a new one, okay, granted, by Beis HaShlachen we're going to give you an extra Kula, but Beis HaBa'ala we're not going to give you the extra Kula. But an older wellspring, that is not any concern that's going to cave in. I might have thought to say, that even a base of even one that doesn't necessarily need you to do it, but since there's really no concern anything's going to happen, I might think I'd be able to use an older Mayan to water that field on Chalamoid. Kamash Malon, he comes to teach us, it does not make a difference if it's a new Mayan. Loshna Mayan Shalios Bethkid doesn't make a difference. It's an old Mayan. Beis Hashlachin in. You're allowed to water Beis Hashlachins. Beis Abalo, you're not allowed to water Beis Abals. Yes. Beis Abalo is a, is a field that does not need to be watered. Does not, so right. So why are you watering it all? Yeah. Okay, fine. So you're watering it all just to just give it a bonus. You know, again, it's, 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 it's self sufficient. It'll be fine on its own. But giving it more water will give it a little boost to be even more productive. That's the answer. So that's why, again, it's not any concern of loss, so therefore you can't, you know, the answer, that's the reason why you can't do it. But you might have thought to say that if you want to give it the boost on Chalamoid, you're doing it through an older Mayan that there's not any real concern that's going to lead to any real malacha, it might be okay. No, there is some malacha happening over here, and you're only allowed to do any malacha for the sake of saving from financial loss. Here, since this is only giving it a boost, it's giving it a bonus, therefore you cannot do that on Chalamoid. The Oh, you're interested why is it called Baal? Yes, yeah, so we'll see later why it's called Baal. Yeah, nothing to do with being proximity. It purely has to do with the, the whole entire chilek is, is it naturally irrigated or is it not naturally irrigated? Based on shlachin is a field that needs you to get involved, and based on Baal is a field that doesn't need you to get involved. You may choose on occasion to get involved if you want to give it that boost, but again, it does not need you at all to get involved. It's counterintuitive. You think based on Baal is where the Baal has to be. Very good point. <laughs> the based on Baal you would think is the one that the Baal is involved. What? If anything, right. Yes, yeah, so we'll see later. That's not what the shot is in Beis Abel. You can say you're saying the real Bala boss is in charge over here. That's even better. There you go, I like that. Yeah, all for the boss. Okay, fine. So we're good on these lines over here, but at least that's we're, we're explaining why we had to mention the old one. It's mentioned the old one just to clarify that Beis Shlachin is the one that you're allowed to use all types of Mayans, and the Beis Abel, you cannot use either type of Mayan, and that's what's going on over here. Let's just, let's just see a little bit more. Umay mashma dahai Beis Shlachin. Lishna de Tzachusahis. And now the Gemara is asking the question that we were kind of thinking in the back of our head is uh, what is the etymology of the word shlachin that we call the field that you need to irrigate it, a Beis HaShlachin? So ask the Gemara, my mashma, what is mashma in the word shlachin, the high Beis HaShlachin, Lishna de that it's a word that represents being thirsty. Tzachusah means thirsty. It's a thirsty field. Tzachif is based on the targum of a pasuk when it comes to uh, the attack of a malik. You were tired and weary. So being tired, and I guess they're equating it to being thirsty, the targum into Aramaic of the word ayef is mishalhi. In Aramaic, Hayes and Chesses are very often able to be interchangeable. So the word Mishali is really Mishalchi. That's where the base Hashlachin comes from, is when Klaiso described as being 
thirsty and tired and weary when they had the attack. Well, we see this is a field that is thirsty and weary. It is not self-irrigated. It's something that's thirsty that you have to get involved and be able to go ahead and water it. So again, my mashma, the high base of shlachin, how do we know that the word mishalchin or shlachin means sachusa, means thirsty? The Pasuk says, with Targamina, the Targum says, and it's always fun, by the way, when you do Shtamikavecha uh, Targum and you actually realize that the Targum is actually teaching something. It's not just purely an art scroll translation. There's very often depth and touch behind the words. We are learning from here that that's what that word actually means. Umay mashma. The high base habal, listen to the miyasvusahi. And where do we see that the words base habal means it's miyasvusa? Again, saf and shin are interchangeable in Aramaic and Hebrew. So miyasvusa is like yishuv, that it's settled, that it's calm, it's taken care of, so to speak. Again, we have to kind of understand what that means, that it's going to be irrigated on its own. So how do we see that the word base habal means miyasvusa, that it's a settled, that there's a yishuv, yishuv adas, so to speak? This is a Pasuk in Yeshaya. It's a fascinating Pasuk. It's talking about the relationship of Kla Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael. Okay? And the Pasuk says, Ki yiv al bachar besula. So the word bi'ila could mean intercourse. The word bi'ila also means living with, living with, building a home with. Just like the compatibility of a young lad with a virgin, Ki yiv al bachar besula. And the end of the Pasuk says, So too is the relationship of Kla Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael. Which is a fascinating analogy, and again, we can analyze that at a different time. But again, ki yiv al bachar basula. We're going to focus on those four words right now. When you have a bachar living with a basula, umetargaminam, and the targum of the word yival is ari kemadimisusav oilam im basulta. Yasvisun bigavech benayich. That just like you have the settling, the living with of a young lad with a basula, so too your children will dwell in you. But what we see, though, is that the word Baal in this passage is a reference to being settled and living with. So a settled field is a base of Baal, which means that it's taken care of, it's taken care of on its own. You don't need to have outside exertion to be able to water it. So, uh, again, I'll read that one inside. I'll read both of them inside, and then we'll stop to do a little bit of Chazara. Uh, we actually did cover a decent amount of ground today for a Kenyan Masech Chabura. So, let's read these two my mashmas. Umay mashma, the high base hashlachen, listen to Zachusi. And where do we see that the words base hashlachen means that it's a thirsty field that needs you to get involved to irrigate it? The Pasuk says, you are tired and weary. You are tired, thirsty, and weary. So we see mishalhi, which again is like mishalchen, uh, uh, shlachen, means to be thirsty. Umay mashma, the high base habal, is to be asfusi. And how do I know that the word base habal is a reference to a field that is settled and, 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 and is, things are taken care of? Because the Pasuk says, Ki yival basula, like the living of a bachar of the basula, again, the end of the Pasuk, which the Targum and the line that for now actually translate, so too your children live in you, Eretz Yisrael. Ulam here means the young man. That just like the settling, the living of the young man with the basula, your children will live in you. So we see again, living and dwelling and being settled is a reference to the word Baal, and that's why a field that does not need you to irrigate it is called a Beis Abba. 
Okay, so we'll stop here today. Baruch Hashem, we covered a little bit of ground. The first half of the Gemara discussed just this simple lashon and why did the Mishnah have to tell us you're allowed to use an old Mayan on Cholamoid? Is that that's not a chiddush at all? And then the next two parts of the Gemara just simply helped us understand the etymology and the proof that the word Beis Hashachim means a field that you have to irrigate yourself, and the word Beis Abal means a field that you do not need to irrigate yourself. Have a great day. That's luck with the Chazar.